Teachers Convention. It's in full swing, and today, artificial intelligence is in full focus. Feels like AI is everywhere, and one of the biggest places it could have an impact is, of course, as we've talked about on this program and your kids maybe have talked about, it could impact the classroom, a major amount of impact. Joining us ahead of his presentation to the teachers at the conference is Dan Riskin. Scientist and award-winning TV host, you may remember him as the co-host of Daily Planet on the Discovery Channel. Good morning to you, Dan. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. This is one of these cases, the, the AI. It's, we're not going to get that genie back in the bottle. Uh, it's going to be here. So how can teachers effectively use AI to enhance learning? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the answer for teachers is a little bit the same as it is for everybody, which is to go towards the light. Uh, and I'm not saying that in a biblical sense. I don't believe that it's going to, um, you know, universally be good and it's going to make everybody's lives better and it's, it's some kind of deity. But it is powerful. And I think that hiding under a rock and kind of pretending you can keep doing what you've been doing without it is completely uh, just totally unrealistic, certainly for teachers whose students know how to use it and are learning how to use it every day. Um, but for everybody, I mean, for radio hosts, for people listening to the radio, for people who are going about their business and, and going to work and trying to figure out how this is going to impact their industry or their family life, um, there are going to be some big changes. And it, it just makes no sense to try to look away. I think it's a great time to embrace it, move towards it, and try to think about ways that you can use it to put yourself in a better position and to improve your life. Mm -hmm. Agree, Dan. So, I mean, what do you do, though, in, in terms of the education system? Uh, plagiarism, right? I mean, that's the one that I think everybody's mind kind of goes to first. Well, I'm just going to get AI to write my essay for me. So how, how do you deal with that? And, and is that something then that teachers will kind of have a voice in, in building something around? Yeah, I think this is a perfect example, and it may, it may be the dominant example that people want to talk about today at the Teachers' Convention. Uh, I expect that talking to teachers, I'm going to learn a lot because they've been on the front line. There isn't a quick answer. There isn't some app you can install, some kind of browser plug-in that says, oh, that was written by ChatGPT. Give your student an F. It's, it's impossible. That You can't. Every time you run those programs, they give you different words, and they're constantly evolving, and there are several of them now. And the idea that you can whack-a-mole your way out of this problem just isn't realistic. And so fundamentally, I think education needs to figure out how it's going to adapt to this. And that's going to come from teachers. And that's going to come from parents. It's going to come from the students themselves. Ultimately, it's about a conversation about what, what are we all in this room to do? We're all trying to learn stuff. And the way we've done that in the past is to give you an essay and say, go work on it and come back and show me your essay. And if I saw a finished essay, I knew that you had done the work because there was no other way to make that essay. Now there are other ways to make that essay. So that becomes a shortcut we can't use anymore. So where do we break down the steps? And students need to be, you know, this is a tall ask, but a student who is really trying to learn and become smarter and learn how to do stuff is going to take an approach with AI that could really benefit them in ways they couldn't get ahead of before. And the students looking to cheat, well, that's going to be a bit of an arms race and, and a bigger conversation about why are you here? What are you trying to do? Can we try to get on the same page about our goals for learning? Very interesting. You're spending some time this morning with Dan Riskin, scientist and journalist. He will be presenting at the Alberta Teachers Conference. So when it comes to AI, it's interesting, Dan, because, you know, so often it's focusing on having the teachers teach the children and uh, the, the, the kids, no matter what grade, and, and having success. That's what a conference like this is about. But there's got to be a huge component of learning when it comes to AI for some of these teachers who, again, maybe have not, as you mentioned, moved toward the light. So is, is that a good comp uh, part of it? Is the teachers might not know much about it and it's the myth surrounding AI? 
Yeah, I think, I mean, teachers are really good at adapting and learning because learning is sort of where, that's their wheelhouse. And so the idea that there's some new invention in the classroom and they're going to have to find their way to use it, that is that is something that teachers have done in the past. This, in a lot of ways, is bigger than the other kinds of changes that have happened. But teachers have shown time and time again they can adjust to cell phones in the classroom or students that are using Wikipedia or whatever the changes have been in the past. So I have confidence that teachers are are better placed than just about anybody else because they do think about learning and they do think about personal growth more than a lot of people do. So I'm optimistic, but certainly I I believe that, you know, the best teaching is mentoring and role modeling. And so if you want to help your students come into a world of AI, it benefits if you're excited about learning about it too and finding ways to use it. And for teachers, AI has all kinds of applications that can make their lives easier. If you're brainstorming lesson plans, if you're brainstorming assignments, if you're trying to come up with a a way to get this, I've got a student who loves Taylor Swift and hates chemistry. How can I work with that? And you can brainstorm with these chat GPT and other kinds of programs to come up with, you know, mnemonics based on Taylor Swift lyrics that can help them learn the periodic table. There are ways that you that ChatGPT can become very helpful to teachers. It can become a great tool for them. It's not an enemy. It's just really powerful. It can do good. It can do bad. But it's definitely going to change things. I guess, is that your message, Dan, when it comes to, you know, talking to parents particularly who might be hesitant about that and, and educators too, if they've been in it for a long time, this is going to be a real change in how things are done and how we think about it. So your overall sort of message about AI in the classroom, what would it be? Yeah, I mean, you said it in the beginning. We're not putting this genie back in the bottle. The world is going to be a very different place with this introduced. And it's it's. I'm really excited about it. There are... I'm going to show an example in my talk of a man who was paralyzed below the the neck in a motorcycle accident who can now walk with a walker because artificial intelligence can understand his brain signals well enough to send them to his spinal cord through a backpack. And like things like that show that this is so powerful and such good can come from it. The, The medical applications are unbelievable and it's going to make education better in many ways. But we just aren't going to be able to do things the way we've done them in the past. So I think optimism is warranted. Uh, but I also think that we're not, it's daunting. We're, we're about to climb a big mountain together and it's, mm. it's an exciting hike. But uh, we can't just sit in the parking lot and watch everybody else do the hike because that's just not going to work. Dan, thanks for your time this morning. And I know that all the educators that will be in attendance at the Alberta Teachers Conference, looking forward to, to seeing your presentation. Thanks for your time. Yeah, and I'm thinking of all the parents who are listening as well. I mean, this affects everybody. So uh, thanks so much for making time to talk to me. Appreciate it. Thank you. That's Dan Riskin, scientist and journalist.